0: Welcome to episode 73 of the Fantasy Alarm Baseball Podcast, joined once again by Matt Sells. We have a lot of injury issues, as though this isn't the only thing going on in baseball, but it certainly feels like it is. Every night you open up Twitter or check your lineups and see all of those red marks across the screen. Matt, how are you doing this evening?
1: I'm doing pretty well. Um, I was going to say it's either injuries or Tony Larusa that's that's taking over baseball Twitter on any given night. Um... You know, know. I'm, I'm intact, I'm healthy, so I'm doing better than most <laughs> of the uh, people we're talking about tonight.
0: Yeah, uh, I saw we might as well move that to the, to the front here because um, in, in your wonderful show skeleton here, the hot topics, we're, we're going to push these up ahead of all the injuries because the injury is the hot topic. And you wrote, should we have expected all of these injuries after a short season? Um, I I knew we could anticipate injuries. And, you know, we talked about it last year because COVID forced us to cover the KBO. And then it kind of transitioned into the regular uh, Major League Baseball sprint of a season. And and we knew that, you know, soft tissue injuries were going to happen. We knew elbow injuries were going to happen with pitchers. But I I don't think we were ever prepared for this sort of a volume. I've seen so many people that are diehard uh, baseball Twitter people saying that they hate playing fantasy this year. Um, so I, there's one thing to say we can be prepared for these injuries. There's another thing where it feels like every day you open up something and you're just like, what player did I lose today?
1: Yeah, exactly. It seems... Um, it seems like the uh you know, Nike brought back that or Gatorade brought back the uh Anything You Can Do I Can Do Better commercial. Maybe it was Nike that first aired with like MJ and, and Yeah, it was MJ. Mia MJ yeah.
0: Um
1: and now it's got like Abby Wambach and um somebody else in it, I guess. And it's like every day it's going Anything you can do I can do better in terms of topping the number or severity of injuries or big name players getting injured. It's, it's pretty nuts. Frankly, I think at this point has every first round pick gotten injured at this point.
0: It's close. And
1: and it's, even it's though it's certainly one's,
0: close, we don't want to jinx one of them because he's on your favorite team, but yes.
1: Yeah. Um, well, he was already injured. Wasn't oh no. Right. He was not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not that guy. The other one. Yeah, not were not the shortstop
0: we all should have taken.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, there were two. But, um so yeah, it's just been it's it's just been a war of attrition. So anybody that wins this year, um you feel pretty pretty well proud of yourself, I guess, because you would have made all the right moves on waiver wire or, I don't even know how to tell people to spend bad money at this point. Because it's like, do you hold it and wait for the other injuries to fall, or do you spend it now and just hope you're dodging bullets the rest of the uh, the? Uh... I've seen that little uh, inflatable guy dodging bombs gif yes. like wait yeah. many times this year. <laughs> well, and
0: that, and that's how we all feel. And I think at this point, like I'm I'm trying not to burn through fobs. So in tout, I lost Corey Seager, so I just put in. Like five different nine dollar bids out of a thousand dollar budget. I just put like five shortstops up to replace them, and luckily I got Brandon Crawford who hit a home run this evening. Um, so it, it was just. I think you're just throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall and you tread water. Um, you don't want to overspend at times because you do have to save stuff to to address a bigger need down the road. Uh, but but it's getting difficult. I, I don't know. I know some leagues you can trade FOB money. I know in tout you can. Uh, in leagues where you can't and you and you can't do a zero bid, it's going to get very, very tight in another month or so for a lot of fantasy owners. And it's something you're really going to have to just you know pay close attention to and, and do your best to try and get the, the best player for the cheapest price possible uh, and, and just you know try and survive in advance from week to week as these things keep aggregating. Um well we got one other hot topic here. We might as well get it out of the way because it already impacted the game on Tuesday evening as we're recording this. Um Monday night, William's Astadulo was pitching. Uh, a 3 0 pitch was hit out by Yearman Mercedes. And then it seemed rather innocuous. People were, you know, making the jokes on Twitter about the, the heaviest pitcher slash to the heaviest hitter, maybe combo for a home run in a game. Um, yeah, there were that shot and then, were, it, took, shot, and then it, it started out innocently and then it took a major turn.
1: Yeah, there were three catchers in the, uh, like you know the standard shot from the center field camera, where they're behind the pitcher as they're pitching it. There were three catchers in that shot because willing because uh, Astadío is technically a catcher. And then you had whoever the heck was catching for the Twins at that point. I don't remember uh, which one it was. It would be back, Yeah, probably. And then me Mercedes is technically a catcher, right? He's been playing. He's been DHing this year. But in most fantasy leagues, he's still listed as a catcher. So there's technically three catchers in that shot. Um, and then your me Mercedes launched one to dead center field at Target Field. It was 15 to, what, 15 to 4 at that point. I think uh,
0: it was on a pitch that uh, I could throw that speed.
1: Yeah, it's like forty-nine mile an hour lollipop. Um, I can beat that actually. And uh, so Willens Estadio took exception to it. He had a salty look on his face the whole time, and I'm like, "Well, you're kind of out there for mop-up duty. If you can't deal with it, then don't volunteer for mop-up duty as the emergency position player pitcher." And then it got worse on Tuesday when Tony La Russa threw his own player under the bus. Uh then backed it up, drove over him. Backed it up again and drove over him again. Uh basically saying that's not that's not following the unwritten rules of baseball.
0: He missed his he, ignored he missed the sign.
1: sign, which then like really throws the player under the bus and that should really have been kept inside the clubhouse. Although I'm pretty sure that's just an excuse to try to make Tony La Russa look better. Um, then your mean Mercedes comes out and says, well, I'm just going to play like your mean. Cause that's the only way I know how to play. And Tony La Russa responded and said, I really don't care. Cause he's like, he basically called him clueless and said, that's a stupid thing to say. Um, and then went to the Twins' locker room and apologized uh, before the game. And then your mean Mercedes thrown at today. And uh, luckily, it was he he was missed, but the pitch went behind him. So the pitcher was immediately thrown out, as was, I believe, Rocco Baldelli, was then ejected, as usually happens. And Tony La Russa didn't even make a move in the dugout to go protect his guy or whatever. So... Things are getting spicy on the south side of Chicago um, because we're back to this 3-0 count etiquette like we were last year when Fernando Tatis Jr. with a seven-run lead uh, hit a homer on a 3-0 count. And if we want baseball to be fun, we got to drop this crap. Like, homers are fun. Taking a 3-0 pitch, which is probably going to be the best pitch you're going to get to hit in the entire bat, is really stupid. Like, just from a baseball sense, from a hitter sense, it's really stupid to take on 3-0. That's likely going to be the easiest, best pitch to hit you're going to see. So hit it. That's what you're paid to do. You're paid to hit, not paid to take baseballs. Um, Tony Larusa is, as I saw on Twitter today, uh, was a great comment with something to the effect of, um, Tony La Russa should stick to making bad decisions in Mercedes with engines in them because he got pulled over for a DUI in an actual Mercedes. So I thought that was a pretty clever comment. Um, but yeah, that's the, and, and, and can we stop giving Tony LaRusso for the credit for the fact that the white Sox have the best record in baseball, which they do as of this recording, the rest of the AL central sucks. The Twins have the worst record in baseball. The Royals are terrible right now. The Indians have been no-hit twice. And the Tigers are atrocious. 16 of their 25 wins have come against the Central. So let's not give Tony LaRusso really any credit for anything at this point. Yeah. Uh, this just...
0: It rubs me the wrong way on so many levels. I don't want to get too deep into it. But yeah, it's... You know, I, I, my dog could be managing this team.
1: Yeah, and
0: maybe do a better job because I would help him out with some of the decisions. But um, it's there's just so many. I, I'm, at some point, we have to light this this unwritten book on fire. And yeah, you can't, if they were you so can't, important, you can't somebody them down. You, Yeah, you can't run an ad campaign that says let the kids play, and then. Castellanos flexes, he gets suspended. Uh, there was a good, again, I'm not, I don't Has love Garrett. Has he been Amir suspended
1: Garrett. for the fan interview yet?
0: I don't love Amir Garrett, but they were like, what did you learn from the thing? And he was like, I can't have fun. <laughs>
1: so, By the way, after your mean Mercedes hit the home run on the 3-0 count uh, last night on MLB TV, they ran a commercial for MLB The Show, in which Fernando Tatis says, sorry for interrupting your programming, but I've been asked to apologize for yeah, the, that MLB The Show commercial. MLB and I'm TV. just like, well, this is ironic timing, right? Like, I know they run it all the time. I'm just like, <laughs> like yeah, this I mean, is I'm ironic. I'm
0: sure that it wasn't intentional, but, yeah. it's it, it, The irony can't be lost on any of us that watch. I mean, again, I... I hear that commercial like every half inning on MLB TV when I have it on. Um, So, but anyway, so let's get to all the topics at hand. And uh, and unfortunately uh, we're talking about Mike Trout for all the wrong reasons, not for baseball, but unfortunately uh, he suffered a calf injury. And we've seen what this has done um, recently to Josh Donaldson. We don't want to jump the gun and assume anything's going to carry over or things of that nature, but, when you see he's going to be out six to eight weeks as the, as the initial estimate, that's, that's not good. Um, I already tweeted out that this, this moves up the timeline because if the Angels decide to sell, then Rizel Glacius moves right to the front of the closer market uh, immediately whenever they decide to do this. I mean, at, at this point, the Angels have to be a seller, correct?
1: I would think so. I mean, they're not going to compete in that division, right? I mean, not Luckily with tonight especially he not not
0: still hit his 14th home run, so he took the major league lead. But teams right, are going to stop. Teams, teams are going to stop runs. throwing to him, right?
1: They they're going to have to, right? And nobody else is. Nobody else in that. I saw a stat today that Otani, Trout, and Jared Walsh accounted for 85 percent of the team war according to fan graphs.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and obviously with Trout out, that's going to put a, a fairly big time dent in that. Um, and then Heaney went out and gave up five runs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I recommended him in the pitching coach. So Only that's my two bad. of them were earned for what it's worth. Five, there were five total runs. Two of them were earned. So the ERA isn't, you know, you're going to need him to pitch another like four clean innings to save the ERA, but um yeah, they're definitely going to be sellers. They're going to need to keep punishing that farm system for sure if they have any shot of competing anytime soon in that AL West because, you know, let's face it, the, the Mariners are actually still – they should still be able to stick around. Um, the Athletics should be able to stick around, and the Astros should be able to, to stick around, although they'll need pitching help.
0: All right, so we've got a couple of follow-up questions here, especially in regards to the AL West. Um, Obviously, immediately, uh, a follower asked me if, you know, with the Trout injury, if it was going to be uh, Marsh or Adele, and then Jeff Fletcher of the OCR tweeted out, don't expect to see any of them uh, very soon. Um, Which one of those gets up first?
1: That's a tough one for me. I would agree.
0: <laughs> I know some of this will depend on performance the next month, but
1: right. I would agree that I don't expect them to come up anytime soon because there's no real reason for them to start the clock, um, on them. Without you know, the Angels aren't competing right, and the whole plan was that Dexter Fowler was supposed to take a spot and eat that, and then he got hurt, and then you know, whatnot. Now we got Taylor. We got Taylor Ward.
0: Ward in center field tonight. Yeah, which... a former catcher
1: is helping my fantasy team because I picked him up as, like, a fifth outfielder for uh, for depth. Um, I would think that the upside is higher on Adele, in my opinion. So you might actually see Marsh first. It seems a little counterintuitive, but if you're the Angels, you want to extend the clock longer on Adele. Um so I would I would think you might see Marsh first. Um, plus, Adele looked really overmatched last year when he came up. Mm-hmm. And, and Marsh is
0: better defensively, correct?
1: Yeah, he is. Uh, he's got more speed. Um, Adele is a pretty good all-around guy. He's a he's a five-tool type guy, but Marsh has elite speed and. Slightly better defense, a um, little less pop, uh, a little less overall hit tool than Adele. Okay,
0: uh, and then the follow-up is to Seattle. I don't. I know you're bullish on Julio Rodriguez, and he's killing. Um, he's killing high A. How long does it take for him to get to Triple A? Because that's where you have to be to get to the majors.
1: Oh, um, the, the,
0: way, the way the health protocols are set up, you got to be in triple A, which helps people right. who own at Alberto Montesquieu because he just moved up to AAA, So that means he's nearing a return.
1: Yeah. Um, I think he moves to double A fairly quickly because, like you said, he's crushing it at high A. I don't think there's really anything left for him to prove there. Um, I think he could get to triple A. By late summer, if he really smokes it for like two months in double-A. Okay. Um, So you you might be talking about a September call-up for Julio Rodriguez because, remember, this year, September time does not count towards their contract time. Uh, last year it did. Okay. So, yeah. All right. All
0: right. Not too bad. All right, so let's, let's get back on track here. Um, I mean, Trout owned. There's there's not a lot we can do as nope. far as replacing. I don't have any shares. Um, I either took somebody else before him, or he wasn't there. The one time I had a pick at the end of the of the first round, he was already off the board. Um, I mean, you can't replace him. No. Nope. Uh, th- 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 this is just rough.
1: You mean Adolfo um, speak- Garcia doesn't replace him?
0: Well, he's he's been picked up. Yeah, you know what kills me is I had Adolis Garcia on my draft champions team last year, and obviously, I was a year too soon. Right. Uh, that that would have been because I got him in like the forty eighth round. That would have been a great, great lottery ticket to have this year. Uh, yeah, I didn't he's do a draft champions this year, but yeah, it's it's he's ridiculous. Like homers, and <laughs> yeah, that was one of Nando's guys. Um, staying with uh, staying. With the injury issues here, we got a bunch to get through. Uh, Atlanta—it seemed like it was a breakout year for Hosker Yanoa, and then he obviously never saw Bull Durham, and uh, you know, busted up his pitching hand punching the dugout, uh, dugout bench. So he's probably going to miss about two months. Uh, what what's Atlanta going to do here? Because they were the—I would think. The prohibitive favorite to win that division, even with all the stuff that the Mets did, and they have a they have a village on the injured list themselves. Uh, is Atlanta going to be able to piece enough together to get make this interesting, or is is this like uh, the move that really sets them adrift in the standings?
1: So. It's gonna be. I think it. I, th- I think it depends on two things here. One, I think it depends on what we find out from uh, Mike Soroka's exploratory surgery and how long they expect him to take to kind of come back from that. Right. I haven't fully yeah, seen a uh, timeline. I uh, haven't
0: either. But in NFBC, I gave up.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a pretty reasonable bet because anytime you got to go under the knife again.
0: I mean that's 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 a seven man bench. I can't hold out yeah. anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't blame people for for giving up on on Soroka. I'm personally keeping him in my keeper league because his value next year is too good not to. Um, well, I
0: kept him in tout, because, but they have unlimited injury list spots, so that doesn't well, matter. Helpful. I can just I can just let him bake there, but um, anywhere with a short bench, you can't let him. You, you can't.
1: So if if it's a quick turnaround for that, um then that clearly helps their depth, right? Because then you get Ian Anderson and Soroka and Charlie Morton um, and Freed is there, right? That's pretty good. Yeah, he, um, he
0: left because of a cramping thing. It wasn't anything serious.
1: Right. So, but if, if we're not counting Soroka, which is pretty safe to do at this point, you still have those three. Um, they can cobble some guys together. From... I
0: mean, Bryce Wilson had a nice start before. I mean, and then they sent him right out for the roster right. spot.
1: Um, but and they, they also Kyle have prospects. Yeah, I was going to say Kyle Wright is still down there. You do have prospect depth um, that you could move to get a starter. You got a guy named Drew Waters who they could move at this point because essentially he's blocked in the outfield because um, they just signed Azuna to a multi year deal.
0: Well, he could DH next year.
1: They could, but, you know, you also have – I know Austin Riley's playing third base right now, but you could also play him in the outfield because you got some pieces you could move. Christian Pache is in the outfield, uh, obviously Acuna. So you can move Waters for sure because they also have another guy behind Waters that could play him. Um, you could move um, – there's a couple of catching prospects they have that they could move to get some pitching if they really wanted to. So if they make a splash deal for a starter, that would improve them as well. But I still think overall they're still the team to beat because I still think they have uh, three really good um, starters right now, and they just need a little bit of depth to help them out. All right. Um it looks like cindergard and
0: Seth Lugo are working out at single A. Uh, maybe they were saying Lugo was supposed to be mid-month, but that's obviously been moved back because we are past mid-month. Um, and cindergard was uh, slated for June. Is this going to be enough to get the Mets back on the periphery? I mean, they've got so, so many injuries right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've lost, what, their entire outfield? Right, I mean, essentially, um, they lost Pilar, Comforto, Nimmo's out. Um, yeah, I
0: got I got outbid on Pilar in like every NFBC league, and I was kind of upset about it. And, and then that the poor know, guy. Yeah, I mean that was just that was not pretty.
1: Do not go watch it if you haven't seen it. Just don't go watch it because uh, it's not it's not pleasant. Jeff McNeil's injured. Um, Taiwan Walker went down with a left-side thing, although it's a clean MRI, which they said about DeGrom, and then he missed some time, although he's coming back now. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're going to cobble together. I guess they just got Cameron Maben for a buck from Mm -hmm. the Cubs. Yes, I'm not kidding. An actual $1 transaction in an actual MLB sense. Not fantasy baseball. An actual $1 MLB transaction to get Cameron Maben from the Cubs. Yeah. Um, well,
0: that's the Cubs cutting, doing him a solid so he can play. Yeah, exactly. Play.
1: Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll get some guys back at some point. Um, but I just don't know how they're going to score that many runs um, because the bats that were doing stuff have all gotten injured, right? Except for Pete Alonso. Um, so it's going to be tough. I mean, they're getting a couple of good pitchers back, but it's it's going to be tough for them.
0: Yeah, this this is going to be. Uh, now that originally I thought the Danny Duffy thing was going to be bad because they they made an announcement about the the uh, flexor strain, and then he called a press conference, but it, it was just to say that things looked better than they thought they were going to be. Uh, does this move up the timeline on Kowar or any of these other guys? I mean, God I I I feel like we want big things from these Royals guys and then they come up and they disappoint. I mean, people who had Daniel Lynch, yeah, Lynch is not did looked, not
1: benefit at all. No, Lynch has not looked good so far, um at all. Um yeah, I mean it it may. I don't know if the if the Royals are gonna reevaluate some stuff. Now, because, you know, on May 1st, they have the best record in baseball, and now they're, like, the third worst record in baseball. Yeah, they they fell uh, apart. Yeah. It's... So they may reevaluate some stuff and wait, like, another year, like I thought their window might open next year, um, when they get, you know, Asa Lacey and uh, Kovar and, um, you know, Singer hasn't looked all that great either. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and they're still waiting on Mondesi to get back. So, you know, I, I think they probably just waited out at this point um, and just see if they can't stretch some guys out. Like they, you know, Chris Bubik's been kind of going back and forth between the bullpen and starting roles right now. He did better this evening, but yes. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, let's see more injuries. This was another tout injury for myself. Corey Seager out at least four weeks. Luckily, no surgery. Um, they have said they're going to use Lux at shortstop. Taylor did play third base this evening. Given uh, Turner the night off, uh, that kind of opens up the infield for a bunch of stuff. Uh, is is this the is this the last stand for Lux if he doesn't produce?
1: i think so see this window here there's some other guys in this uh prospect uh realm that are still really high on lux and i get it the bat looked good in the minors but you know how many guys bats look good in the minors and then they can't perform when they get to the majors and we call them quad a guys that's kind of what i'm starting to think gavin lux is um not that he necessarily looks overmatched. I mean, he's got power, but the batting average isn't really there. And defense, like I've been saying for about a year and a half, has not been his strong suit. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, that's I never been that, his calling card. So I
1: said that when he was at second base in the minors, when he was putting up huge offensive numbers, that you know he was producing a bunch of errors. And that that was really the only thing that was going to cause him problems at the major league level is you can't produce errors and stay on the field. They just don't, especially for the Dodgers when they have like seven different dudes that can play every position. Um, So, yeah, I think this might be his last shot. I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if uh, they could flip him for some pitching depth. Uh, come trade deadline. I know we talked about them making maybe some pitching moves. Um, I don't know, last podcast or two podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't surprise me if maybe a change of scenery or something would help uh, Gavin Lux if it doesn't work at shortstop. Um, they are supposed to get Cody Bellinger back soon. I saw he was starting a, a rehab start, yes. I think, on Friday. Yes. Yes. Um, down at i believe triple a he's starting that or double a one of the two they're both in oklahoma so it's not like they're far apart from each other um so he'll be back and he'll be back in center field when he gets back pool is playing first base right now uh i think Muncy's playing second i saw yoshi Sasuko was in left field tonight on tuesday night mm-hmm. um so it'll be interesting to see what happens when everybody comes back how they mix and match all of those pieces
0: it is, and I, I know you were. Susugo has a walk so far in the, in this contest. You were big on him coming stateside last year. He disappointed. Yeah. Another the the Dodgers said they saw stuff on film that they think they can fix with him, which uh, you know
1: they have a track record of doing with Justin Turner and Max Muncie, right? Correct. Right. Those two dudes were cast aside by the. But, and Chris Taylor, to be frank, too, right? The
0: the, the Rays fixed pitchers and the Dodgers fixed, fixed badgers. Fix hitters.
1: Because they yeah. got Chris Taylor for nothing from the Mariners. They got Justin Turner from the Mets. And Muncie came from – where the heck did they get Muncie from? I don't remember. Um, yeah,
0: but they all yeah. took that path. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, the Yankees are our, our – Giancarlo Stanton – Put together like an unbelievable two weeks. Everything was leaving the yard. He had that hitting streak and then befell again by an injury. You know, you hate to label somebody injury prone. Um,
1: I think sure. humans aren't meant to be that big.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> you got to give Judge credit because Judge changed his routine with more yoga and things of that nature. Yep. And uh, Stanton still maintains the, the bigger musculature. Build um, and and it it lends itself to these types of injuries.
1: Yeah, I think I saw something on Twitter earlier today that said the Yankees have had Judge and Stanton in the same lineup for less than fifty days in the last two years. Yep, combined. And, uh, it's, and it's
0: difficult. They have they they have they don't have anybody hitting from the left side of the of the batter's box that scares a pitcher.
1: Although I think and, they're getting Glaber back now, right? Yeah, but he doesn't bat lefty. But, yeah, Sclaver
0: supposed to be – he's on his way. He's on a
1: plane he got to cleared.
0: Texas. Right. He, he got his COVID clearance. Right. I forgot he doesn't have um, lefty, though. But, yeah, it's it's going to be I, – I, I don't know. They are winning tonight 6-4. to four. They were losing for most of the game. And then the bats came alive and, and put up some runs here against Fultonavich and some of the bullpen from Texas uh, spurred by D.J. LeMayhew. But, uh, yeah, this – This is not a great lineup by any means. So it's going to be very robust
1: going into the season. Yeah, it's
0: have to see what happens. Patino looked very good tonight for the Rays. McClanahan's been coming around. Uh, I don't know how many innings they're going to let those two guys man. But um, if if there's any team that we all know how creative they are with the opener Mm -hmm. and other
1: things. And, and yeah, I Boston, still think they might. The pair those two playing together. very well. What's that? I said I still think they might pair those two guys together. It's possible. That's because you get nasty stuff from the left side and nasty stuff from the right side if you pair them together. So you can you can attack a lineup in two different ways and still get nasty stuff and watch and, and protect innings on two young arms.
0: Yeah, or well, yeah, or or they just go to a six-man four-man and have openers in front of those guys. But yes, yeah, true. Some, something's going to give there, no matter how that goes. All right, uh, St. Louis. Couple of recent injuries. Paul De, Paul DeYoung is out with the non-displaced rib fracture, uh, and then Tyler O'Neill with a fractured finger. I, I didn't see the reasoning behind the O'Neill fractured finger thing, but um, he was just looked to be like he was finally meeting his power potential at the major leagues, and this injury sets him back a little bit. Uh, the Cardinals still won tonight, five to two, but they're playing the Pirates. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I don't have a share of either one of these guys, so I don't have too much to say to it. I saw your little, little snarky note about DeYoung. If you want to speak to that,
1: yeah, I don't know. So now they're moving Edmond to shortstop, and they're playing Matt Carpenter at second base. Here's the thing: Matt Carpenter and Paul DeYoung have basically the same batting average, right? So like does this actually hurt them offensively? I think it's basically the same thing. Um, I don't know. They're both all... These guys are all flawed players. They're just going to hit for power and not a whole lot of average. Um, so, I mean, if you're a, a Tommy Edmond owner, then you're enjoying this because you're going to get multi-position eligibility again out of them. Um, so that's a benefit. Um, but yeah, I mean... It's just another one of those things for the Cardinals where they're going to mix and match guys um, in the outfield and in the, uh, in the infield where they don't necessarily all fit, but they kind of make it work.
0: Now, they were working Nolan Gorman out of second base in spring. Is there any chance, if any of this goes extended, he could get up there?
1: I mean, if it's extended, yeah, because they got a shot to win the division. That's the only way that they would bring him up. Right, okay. as if they're going to win a division. Um, if not, I don't see why you would. I mean, he's going to get time at second base because he's not going to get. I mean, his native position is third. Well, base he's not going to be playing third over. He's Aranato. not playing third base over Nolan Arenado, right? So, um, and there's too many outfielders already there, so you're not going to move him to the outfield. Um, but you don't really necessarily have a have a great second baseman there right now. So makes sense to move him to second base. But, yeah, if, if they're competing in the second half and he's shown he can handle the position, yeah, you could get a shot at it. All right,
0: fair enough. Arizona, Luke Weaver, originally they felt like he might be able to pitch through it, and then he landed on the injured list with shoulder discomfort as Druba Cabrera did not look good with the hamstring injury. Um, he might have been... He was hitting third or fourth at different parts here the last couple of weeks. Uh, this this Diamondbacks team, it just feels like they're a little bit cursed this season. I, I they've had two pitchers, you know, Weaver left and then Bumgarner left his start the other night. They said it was just a little strain, nothing major, but we have to we have to monitor that. Um, yeesh, D- do you want anything to do with anything on the Diamondbacks right
1: now? The yeah, bullpen's to- a mess. Not not to pull the pun, but I will. They they seem snake bit this yes. year. Yes, yes they do. Yes they do. Um, yeah. I mean Weaver came off a good start too, right? I mean his last start out was, was pretty solid. Um, and then he had the shoulder discomfort. And as Drupal Cabrera, if you watch the clip, looks like he gets shot by somebody in the stands. He just <laughs> he goes, he, he just goes down and then he's rolling on the ground. Uh, yeah, he crumbled. First and second um and he's gonna be out i think that i think the report is like at least four weeks um for him but no surgery needed um so that's kind of a big blow to them because yeah he was one of their better hitters hitting like 289 had a like four or five homers had a steal or two um you know so plus his, he played a, a few different positions so it's gonna be interesting to see exactly now they are supposed to get Catelmor tape back soon. Yeah, it um,
0: seems like it's always gonna be the next day and then it gets pushed back.
1: Right. So theoretically they get him back, then he plays second base. Leave Paven Smith out in the out in the outfield, I would guess. He's playing first. Um well now he is, yeah, because Christian Walker's out. Um so You know, they're going to do some mixing and matching. They're not really competing this year. I do have Pavin Smith in a dynasty league only because it's a dynasty league.
0: I've got him active in a couple places, but that's out of necessity because of all the injuries. Uh, Jose Urquidy, shoulder discomfort. He's on the injured list for Houston. Uh, I don't like shoulders and pitchers. They've been able to weather the storm with some of these things. Uh, Talk me off the ledge. I only have one share, but I wasn't happy to see this.
1: Yeah, neither was I, because he was coming back from an injury and then got this one, right? So that's not great when you see that. Um, means some other things are out of whack. Um, shoulders and pitchers, like you said, is is disconcerting. Um, it seems like a while ago elbows were a problem and shoulders could be fixed, and now it's completely flipped mm-hmm. uh, where they can fix basically anything with an elbow, but shoulders are mm. like a big time mystery now. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I it's getting dicey out there for Houston and their pitching staff.
0: Well, they, they've got like, help on the way. Fran Valdez did make a, a minor league start, he went three innings, started a rough, but he, he retired six of the last seven he faced. Uh, and, and it sounds like, um, Goodness gracious! The name's escaping me. They signed him as a free agent, a guy from the Twins.
1: Oh, uh, Rizzy. Yeah, Oderizzi's a...
0: on his way back too. Yeah, so. he
1: made a rehab start too. Yeah, a, so
0: they, they do have help coming back, so they don't have to rush Irquity. And then Anoli Perez returned to the bullpen, which is which is a help because that bullpen needed. Uh, they definitely need bridge people to get to Presley. I think they're in better shape than other teams as far as it goes, because they've got guys coming in that'll be fresh at least. We'll have to see what happens with Oda Rizzi. He didn't look great when he came off, uh, came off of that late start. Right. But, uh, we, we've already spoken a little bit about the Mets. So I don't think we have to go too deep into that since yeah. we we covered it already. Uh, Strasburg had a pretty good outing for Rochester. Uh, He's coming back. Is he going to start for the Nationals this weekend? Uh,
1: They say a few days, so we'll see exactly when uh, he slots in. I would imagine that that would be some point this weekend um, when the, uh, you know, when a spot opens up there. Um, I saw your
0: guy uh, Cavelli had 11 strikeouts. We also had a two whip in his outing today.
1: Yeah, the control was still a little bit of an issue there with him. Um, but, you know, I think that's a second-half thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, if how, if the Nats continue to struggle, don't be no surprised. Reason. Don't be surprised to see the Scherzer rumors start to uh, pick up. Yeah,
0: well, I... If if you can't win the division, you gotta cash those chips in when you can. Right? I mean, we know we know that farm system needs help. Yeah,
1: the farm system is terrible. Um, I mean, I'm a I'm a Nats fan, right? And I rank the top two hundred and fifty. They they have two prospects in the top two hundred and fifty. They're both pitchers, uh, Jackson Rutledge and Kate Cavalli, and that's it. So if you're not gonna win the division, which this would be the year to try to do it, with as bad as Basically, everybody in the division's been so far. Um, and Scherzer's on the last year of his contract. Try and go, hey, man, we're going to trade you, try to get some pieces, and then we'll try to sign you back as a free agent. Um, because somebody would take him, right? He's got a 2.10 oh, yeah. ERA. Guy's been, I mean, he's a bona fide ace. Um, and as we've discovered, people need pitching help. So don't be surprised if the Nets... Um, if, if the Scherzer rumors uh, gain steam here.
0: All right. Before we uh, wrap up with bullpens and tie this thing together, are you encouraged or discouraged by uh, Luis Castillo today?
1: Um, Lots
0: of strikeouts and then a three-run home run.
1: Yeah, I would have liked to see a little bit less contact. That would have been nice. A um, little bit more length too. he didn't go quite as long as I would have liked. I mean, the strikeouts were nice, um, it's gonna start to need Jitty a, a a few more innings per start there, bud, to really help with that ERA. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna whittle that down, that's uh, but that was correct. certainly an encouraging. It's certainly better than it was. I'll take it, because right now beggars can't be choosers, right?
0: No, they they know they cannot. Any 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 bullpen stuff you want to throw at me? I think it's pretty straightforward
1: this week. Yeah. How hard are you going after Michael Fulmer at this point?
0: Um, I like him. I, I do believe if Hinch has Hinch avoided naming anybody or giving roles, but um, I, I think Fulmer, with being a starter in the past, uh, the uptick in velocity is a reliever. And I think he'll have a much better K minus BB than Gregory Soto. Uh, And so last night they used Soto to face Kelnick and then uh, Fulmer came in and locked down the save in the ninth. So I I think you might see Soto morph more into a lefty matchup guy, which actually would help him in shorter bursts because when he gets extended, the, the walks ensue. Um, so yeah if you need saves now again we know Detroit's not very good but they all right, also the games, are in a you know division I mean. that's not very good so there will be saves to be had there uh, so if you need saves then yes you're, you're, going to, you're going to spend about 20% of your FOB to get Fulmer.
1: Uh, does Will Smith getting blown up change anything for you?
0: I don't know that he's getting blown up. That was his first home run he gave up today, ended up in the loss. Now, they, they have Chris Martin there, um, but they're, they can't overuse him because he's coming off injury issues. So this this helps the Chris Martin's going to be a timeshare people. Um, so if, if you're in a league where uh, a 15-teamer where every save matters more um, and you have Martin, this definitely helps. I just don't know that he can do a lot of back to back or three out of four and things of that nature. They they used Smith three days in a row last week, and then they blew the game on Sun. Well, they didn't blow the game, but they lost the game on Sunday where they made a lot of rallies against the Brewers bullpen. But he had nobody left to pitch because he threw Smith in a five one game and another thing. I mean, this is where managers need to be more discerning, and we really have to pay close attention to these things. It, it, you know, I know some. Times Aaron Boone catches flack but he won't pitch Aroldis Chapman three days in a row,
1: and he won't pitch I agree anybody three
0: days. In yeah, a row. right. And I agree with that. So you have to manage these guys. It is a it's it's a twenty six week season, and we can't expect it to be like the sprint last year where you can just use guys willy nilly and it's okay because the games are over. That we're one fourth of the way through the season, and if you're already getting guys tired and you're overusing them. It doesn't bode well for them making it through the whole season. Uh, So, yes, uh, I I don't think it's all Smith's fault, but at the same token, he's got to be a little bit more effective. Uh, So, um, this this, again, it it opens the door for Chris Martin to get uh, uh, saves going forward. I think it could morph into a two-thirds, one-third timeshare.
1: Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and are we still trusting Brad Hand in D.C.? I'm
0: curious for your, <laughs> for your thoughts on this. Well, you know I've never been a big proponent, so I, I don't fully trust them. Well, What I, I do trust is they gave him a $10 million contract, and if they're going to try and contend right now and then in the next month and figure out who they are, uh, they're going to keep running him out there like they did in Arizona the other day. So he did look better in Arizona. Uh, the Yankees exposed him, but the Yankees also have played against him through the years. I, I think he's going to do better against National League teams, if that makes sense, than a team like the Yankees that's used to him.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I wish they would use Huddy a little bit more in, uh, in high-leverage spots. Uh, that that does make do. sense.
0: And then also um, Rainey actually looked good the other day. That was the first time he looked like 2020 Rainey.
1: Yeah, he's really starting to roll back into form. His his stuff has more uh, stuff to it. Well, I think he's finally
0: better. catching up. The The lack of spring training, he missed most of it. I, I think now he's finally actually getting his feet beneath him. So. He
1: also said, I think I caught this earlier in one of the games, um, one of the in-game reports, was I think he caught something at the end of last year. was a mechanical thing. Um in which his arm was kind of lagging behind um, his his body. He would tend to fly open a little bit too much, I think, mm-hmm. is what they said. And so he was working on tweaking that in spring, and it hadn't fully kicked in yet. And I think it's starting to now. Um, yeah. He's getting, you know, if you watch him pitch now, it's not quite as, uh, <laughs> you know, he's not flying open as
0: much. No. No, he stranded a couple of runners tonight in a big spot, too. So I, I think he's starting to turn the corner. Uh, so, again, if, if the Nationals decide to sell Scherzer, they're probably going to sell Hand. Uh, and they might yes. even trade and they might even sell Hudson. So then you're looking at a chance where Rainey in, in August and September might be getting some some save chances if he can take this momentum and build. So that, that's a long view streets down the road ahead Um, that's how you have to view that situation in the near term I still think they're going to use hand
1: yeah Um, and I had one more Um, (laughs) oh do we think Kimbrough gets traded
0: Uh, I, I don't know this is the hard part because people always, you know, I open up mailbag questions and they always want answers to who's the guy that's going to get the most saves. It's not a closer right now. And it really depends on right what, what teams are going to now. like the trout injury shifts things for the Angels. We don't have that sort of clarity with the Cubs yet. They, they want to contend. Um, whether they can and will is a, is a separate.
1: Right. I did uh, see a note that they said they're basing their deadline moves off of how they performed this month, mm-hmm. and right now they're looking pretty good offensively. Right. Um, but I still think that's a fairly stupid decision for the Cubs because they don't have the the flexibility, the salary flexibility to resign everybody. So you're going to lose somebody. I mean, keep in mind they have Baez and Contreras. And Bryant, who are all free agents at the end of the year, yeah, they'll um, never
0: get them all back.
1: They're not getting them all back. I have a hard baseball. time
0: believing Bryant will return.
1: Yeah, because he av- was angry about how everything shook out. hmm He's been angry at him for like five years for the service time
0: thing. Right. Um, so, so there's there's no mistake. There's no coincidence that he's fully bounced back this year, on in a walk year.
1: Yeah. And are we sure that Hader doesn't get traded?
0: Um, we're not. Uh, w- Milwaukee's another team that, that could go one way or the other. Their they're starting pitching has carried them. The offense sh- has shown the flaws. Yeah, uh, they do it, get Christian Yelich back. He, well, he came back tonight and they got shut out by Kansas City, but it was only his first game, but yes. Yeah. Uh the, this is another team just like the Cubs. the The next month, a month and a half, is really going to determine which way they go. I don't know if they would trade Hater because I know their fan base would be very upset.
1: Yeah, but, but they need the farm but, system help.
0: But, but correct, they're another team that needs to rebuild their farm system if they're going to trade a closer of that of that magnitude. So, yes, uh, it, it's fifty fifty with Hater. Uh, again, it all depends on have what Milwaukee you know, does, whatever his name is. Fire Eisen, yes, and they yeah. still Devin Williams there, and, and yeah, uh, there, there's people there if they want to do it. It's just a matter of if they will. Uh, we like I said, we've spoken about it before. If Hater went out to the market, the bidding war between the Dodgers and the Padres would be epic. Yes, it would. And it could be a perfect storm for Milwaukee if they want to cash in,
1: because if yeah, you could cause... get an
0: Abrams or uh, a. a a package from the Dodgers to, to fill a lot of holes, it, you have to visit it for a reliever.
1: Yeah, because those those are two top-ten farm systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, the Padres, even after all those moves, are still a top-ten farm system. <laughs> um, yeah, they
0: didn't give up anybody to get most of those moves, so that, that, yeah. that would be the final piece, because now all of a sudden, if you've got a hater coming in, after Melanson and all those other guys that that's that that would be crazy yeah that'd be
1: nuts (laughs) um I think our marketing guy would pass out if they pulled off that deal yes yes Rouse is a a monster oh I
0: know (laughs) it's a major
1: Padres fan (laughs) yeah that
0: that would be the that would be the final thing to set him over the edge that's there's no doubt about that All right. So, what's going on with NASCAR, and is there a prospect article coming out this week for the Fantasy Alarm family? Uh,
1: There is a prospect article coming out on Wednesday, so there's a chance that it's already out by the time you're listening to this podcast. Depends on how long it takes me to edit this or write the prospect report. Um, I will probably do um, an overall or you know an overarching thing about who's been hot, who's not, for the start of the seasons at uh, a few different levels. And then for NASCAR, we're at a brand new track for NASCAR. Uh, Pretty excited about it. Well, I was until the schedule came out. Uh, COTA, for those in the know, if you don't, it's Circuit of the Americas, um, which is down in Austin, Texas. It's a road course that was purpose built for F1 racing. Um, It hosts the only F1 race in the U.S. every year. Um, It's a phenomenal track um nascar has never run it before it was going to be awesome until they decided to have same day qualifying which Mm. means they're going to qualify on saturday morning for the truck race they're going to qualify on saturday afternoon for the xfinity race and then they race on saturday afternoon for both of those and then they're going to qualify sunday morning for the cup race and race sunday afternoon so for dfs it's going to be a little bit of a scramble Uh, But we'll have you covered. It should be fun. Road courses are pretty fun to watch, Um, especially this one, which is a really, really, really tough challenge, um, even for F1 guys. Um, So it should be real fun for these guys driving much heavier, much tougher cars to drive. Interesting. Interesting.
0: All right, uh, let's see. I will have a behind the breakout. I'm trying to decide between a player or two that that those come out on Wednesday, Friday's the streak and trends, and then I have a couple of DFS things over the weekend. I do get the next uh, day or two off in the DFS stuff, so thank. Oh yeah, then for I have that.
1: a value vault on Thursday and a value vault on Saturday. See, I like the value vault. I never get them. I always get the hitting or pitching coach. I got the one. I got the one on Tuesday night. I don't remember how I did though.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, my, my pitching coach did not do well today, so again, I apologize. I, I
1: don't think Schwarber did all that well. It is what it is. So I is. Didn't right, have Matt, that thanks. Twix bar from, from
0: Chris Bryant. That's right, that did help.
1: <laughs> Free
0: advertising for Twix. So uh, Chapman just locked down the save for the Yankees on Tuesday evening here, so they had a comeback win. Uh, and we'll ride off into the sunset with that news. Make sure you're staying with Fancy Alarm across all of the formats. Uh, there's tons of content coming out every day, and I know um, Howard's doing the uh, the Getting Buzz podcast, getting the football season, everything, all that stuff out in the open and ready to rock. So Adam Ronos will be having his stuff coming out soon, Brian Hallam, all of those other things. So it, it's just the, the, the content across the board is fantastic, and if you're not following Matt for all the NASCAR information, you are doing it wrong. And that'll pretty much wrap everything up. Hopefully LaRusa does nothing stupid over the weekend. So we have something else to talk about next week. And until next time, we are out.